Hey, welcome to the Jesus Magnet. Uh, you're joined here with Joel, Joel, hey. and I'm Todd. Uh, today we're doing a discussion topic about being new to Christianity. Yeah. Um, and we're just going to cover a few topics and have a good discussion around it. And yeah, hope you enjoy. How's it going, mate? Yeah, good. Good. Yeah. It, who's going to be the Australian while we're here? Well, I think it should be the American bloke. I enjoyed that last podcast with Davo. <laughs> Davo, shout Davo. out to Davo. Yeah, it was good. It was good to have him on, and it was it was, it was cool to have an international listener tuning in and joining us. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I really like what he said about um, you know knowing that when you go through trials and things like that, is still keeping your mind focused on on the big picture of God and mm. keeping your faith strong, and and that when you go through trials that kind of looking at it as pure joy to be able to be strengthened in your faith. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually kind of interesting. I think a super common um, thing that will happen with people who find faith in Jesus is like trials come and what you see a lot is either fall away or an incredible strengthening. Mm. You know what I mean? Which is, uh, yeah, it sounds like Devo really found that. Like, man, it just strengthened him and his faith right away. These trials, he just took it to the Lord and... Walked mm. it through, yeah, and it's it's those things that you need to take into you being new when you're if you're a new Christian, mm. those are good things to understand. So yeah, if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. Um, as Joel rips a bit of paper. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, I'm getting a pen. Uh, just in case I need it. Yeah, oh, there's no forever t- in this. <laughs> forever taking notes. Um. I, one thing I liked about Davo's uh, trials that he shared is that he's able to like be that voice for anybody else going through something similar. Yeah. Um, huge. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because a lot of people will be like, well, you don't understand what I'm going through. But Davo's like, I do, mate. He does. <laughs> That's exactly how Davo would put it. That's what he sounded like. It was spot on. <laughs> Forgive us, Dave. Oh yeah. Sorry, Dave. Oh. Um All right. So what do you guys think? Todd, why don't you start? What's your top three things? Being the newest Christian in the in the group chronologically out of us. Yep. yep. What would be your top three things that a new Christian like yourself, but you're not that new anymore but what's top three priorities or points or advice that you would give a new christian uh we'll start at the top and we'll go with finding a church that's properly suited for you Mm. um what do you mean properly suited so myself being not overly um i always forget the word i'm a quiet person um, and I don't appreciate huge crowds, which is weird. If you saw me, I'd be, you'd be like, this guy's a tall bloke. Mm. Surely he'll fit in with big crowds. I just don't fit in. I've been to a church in Auckland. Didn't mm. like it. Too many people, too many eyes. There's a lot of people. And it, you just don't get the sense that a big church, I don't know. I won't go into that topic. But yeah, finding a church that's best suited to you, I believe that. Mm. There's Some many pe- churches around, and God's mm. tailored a church for you. So, for sure. Some people love the big churches. Mm. I wish we had one of those, um, and I know there's actually one in Auckland, uh, one of the City Impact ones. Uh, Laura calls it like the Islander Church. 
and it's what New Zealand, like the closest thing that New Zealand's probably got to it, that typical black church. You know, with oh, the, like gosp- this, uh, the you know, real yeah. gospel, yeah. With the gospel hands and everything. Ooh. And I've always wanted to go to one of those, so, but I've never experienced one. But if I could choose, that's what I'd go to. <laughs> All right. I mean, yeah, fair uh, enough. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're awesome. They're full yeah, of life. Yeah, full of life. Yeah. Lively. Yeah. Have yeah. you been to one back home? No. Well, well you'll have to, one point, tell us. Um, <laughs> moving on on the list, we'll cover these in depth during this, but um, being a part of a community mm. is definitely important. Is that different than finding a good church? Um, I guess you can find a good church but not actually be involved in the community. So actually settling into a church and serving and making disciples and being discipled um, mm. definitely help or helped me when I first came into a church. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, being discipled, you just sort of jump in with a group of people and you, you f- like the disciples following Jesus, you'd follow this person and mm-hmm. they would encourage you and you'd have your own disciples and you'd encourage them and it would just be passed down the line. Mm. Um, it's like James 5, 16, confess your sins to each other. Um, if you're not in community with people and bottling these things up, you talk to God about it, but sometimes it's just easier to talk to someone in the flesh. It's true. True. I think also being open is uh, a way to, well, I think, I think remaining in prayer um, causes you to, to humble yourself to know that you're not perfect. You know, it's so easy today to have all these images on Facebook and um, social media to have this fake sense of uh, my life's perfect and I don't ever want to show weakness. I don't want to show that my life isn't this perfect Instagram story. Um, And I think it's so important. (laughs) We've got some apple crumble coming through the window. Drive through. Drive through in the caravan. All right, here we go. Hi, Laura. <laughs> spoon. Who needs a spoon anyway? No one needs a spoon. It's fine. Cool. We can share one, Todd. <laughs> oh, no. I'll take the... No, jo- Joel will take it. It's his spoon. <laughs> Thank you, Laura. Thanks. Well, This is amazing. the perks of being in a caravan. Perks of being in a caravan. Apple crumble podcast. Perks of Perfect. having a wife that makes you apple crumble. <laughs> yeah. I think it was actually his it dad no, that made it. Oh. There's no cream. Ring the bell. Ring the bell. Quick. <laughs> Imagine. Yes, sir. Um, and what was I saying? Uh, just being being honest. So the reason, like, to confess your sins, I think, is to acknowledge the fact that you actually require a saviour, that yeah. you're not perfect, that you are dependent on God, um, and to know that um, it causes humility, mm. and humility, you know, Humility does a lot, you know, literally attaches itself to wisdom and um, discernment and, you know, just actually being humble. Yeah, stripping. <laughs> That's the biggest thing humility does is make you humble. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Jolio? Why be part of a community? Is that the question? I don't know. Yeah, well. I mean. You're part of a 
always part of a community. Oh, I'm I guess. part of a huge community. I mean, it's amazing. Uh, I think, well, pros and cons, because I think I, well, I have a different top three things. So yeah, when we get around, um, yeah. but still, I mean, being part of a community is a huge, it's an encouragement. Um, I tend, I know I tend to get really deep down like a rabbit trail of thoughts. And then for me, it becomes difficult to discern truth from lies. Mm. Uh, so I think community can really help in that. Yeah. Um, the Holy spirit first and foremost will, will help you in that. And so you get in the word and you spend time in prayer, but yeah, like you said, like sometimes a, a friend, you know, sometimes someone yeah. around you, I mean, that's super helpful. Um, and yeah, it just is, it's lively. I mean, you, you've got a lot of life around you. Um, the community that I live in is very missional. Mm. So it's all about, you know, getting out there and getting after it. And so it's never boring. We live together, yep. you know, and you don't have to go to that extreme, but yeah, there's plenty of good reasons to be part of a community. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and my third one is much along the same lines. It's joining a, a hub or a small group. Um, cause that way you sort of can narrow down and be with like-minded people, like being in, in the young adults or the youth. Um, and not being dependent on the pastors, eh? Yeah. Yeah. So like you can actually go and have open discussions with people, um, and hear other people's thoughts because people take and hear from God differently. Mm. So you're going to want to listen to them and actually understand what God's talking to them about because, a lot of the time I've had people talk to me and they've described something. I'm like, man, that's relatable. Definitely. Like, I didn't think about it that way. I've read that verse a hundred times and I've never heard that way of, um, a way of going. Mm. Can you guys hear me eating this? No, thankfully. No? Otherwise okay. it would be Still terrible. Just making sure that not everyone's getting this big munching <laughs> halfway through your... And we'll grumble all over the microphone It's not what we want We share these microphones, Joel Be respectful (laughs) Yeah Um, Was that your top three? That was my top three Join a church I like that Join a church Get integrated in a community Yeah And join a hub, a small group Yeah All super similar But all have the unique abilities Abilities It's not a Pokemon Mm. <laughs> Should right, we, yeah, right on. Should All we right. go with right, Joe? Have you got some? Uh, you yeah. go. Okay. The one I think <laughs> apple crumble is very important. Now, um, it's a forbidden fruit, right there. And uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, I think that uh, what's really important when you become a new Christian is to really dive deep into. Uh, the Word of God, and in any sense as well. So dive deep into, uh, you know, reading your Word for a start. So get yourself a Bible. Probably read through, I would say, would you say start with Matthew or John? One of those? I'd start with John. I love John. John? John? Yeah. yeah. Start with the Gospel of John so you kind of understand what, Jesus, who he was and, and what he did. What he was on about. Mm. Yeah. Um, but then dive even further. So when you study, you say you read through the Gospel of John, find a podcast about the Gospel of John 
and find commentary on YouTube and uh, you use the Bible Project on YouTube. So good. So like, don't and and when you read your Bible, this is what I do now: is I read my Bible with the audio Bible running at the same time, and I fully understand how like because I'm a little bit listexic. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and being dyslexic, it, uh, affects the speed I read. So it can be quite daunting sometimes to, to read through the different books fast enough to be able to remember everything that happened. But when you've got the audio Bible and the Bible in front of you, when you're reading through that, it really keeps up the speed. Mm. How much nicer is it people reading to you as well? Mm. Like, you know, when you're a child and people read to you, yeah, you actually... Are listening before you fall asleep. I think you got more senses engaged as mm. well. You know, otherwise you just got your eyes and your like inside voice, sort of reading it to yourself. Yeah, but if you're listening to it, you got your ears, you got your eyes, you got your. I think that's it. You're not smelling it. No. <laughs> um, okay, number two. So read your Bible and use the tools around you in today's technological age to aid you in understanding what you're reading. Second thing to do is to have somebody that you trust in person to disciple you Um, and let that person know that they are to be discipled, like, like you're there to get discipled. Um by them because a lot of the time I think it's very important to to give permission to somebody to disciple you you know like I'm giving I've got these boys all have my permission to uh let me know if if they feel that I'm out of line in any area of my spiritual life I trust them I trust their honest opinion and I know it's always said in love so find somebody to disciple you and then thirdly would be um, I had one. Uh, oh, do what proverbs say, and and seek wisdom with mm. with everything. So, um, the first thing of wisdom, you know, is the fear of the Lord. But um, on a practical level, when you're not fully understanding what that means, is to know you don't know what you don't know. So. Don't, like, what we all learnt in school, evolution, for example, I'm not saying that's not true. I'm not saying it is true. I'm saying look at it as a totally blank slate and actually be open to change in what you thought you knew. That that goes for non-Christians as well. Like, Mm. I, before started coming to church, I didn't, I had a very closed off mind. Because I'd I'd be following I, I guess I, I discipled these people that were non Christians, mm. and it wasn't um, until later on when I actually opened my mind up that I was like, oh, I'll start seeking some truth in life, and mm. yeah. So when you open your mind, you do get wisdom and truth from things. It's true. Mm. <laughs> You had to take a mouthful right then, didn't you, before you were about to speak? Um, yeah, because you actually are getting discipled. Like, even ev- every single person on this planet is getting discipled from someone. 
whether yep. they want to admit it or not. You know, like somebody impacts their decisions somewhere in the world. Like people buying Bitcoin were following Elon Musk. So Yeah. <laughs> like it's probably. Yeah, someone's following someone, mm. usually. Most time. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thompson. <clears throat> um Sir Thompson. Great. Uh what did yeah, what would I say? Um yeah. So We took all the good ones. Sorry. Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, you guys seemed so prepared. It came out quick. Maybe maybe you guys just know how to disciple people. Um, I'm still working on it. Uh, so, yeah, if I, I guess if I, so I would say. Do YWAM. Well, that won't hurt. Yep. That definitely won't hurt. But that's not uh, a blank, blank slate. You're a new Christian. I would say, firstly, you got to know that faith uh, is like involved in everything you do. Mm. And so from now on, you know, what you, the decision-making paradigm you had, um, your filter for knowledge, your interaction with the world, I think now needs to be a little bit reshaped and readjusted. And if you've just become saved, you know, maybe you've had an experience like this. You've, you've experienced, um, the closeness or the reality, some sort of a revelation of Jesus. And you're like, you know what? I believe in Jesus. He's real. And I'm going to follow him with my whole life. Then you got to know what that means. I guess I would just say that that's going to, that's going to go deeper than you think. And it's going to go mm -hmm. into every space of your life. So start now by surrendering everything. Mm. Yeah. Um, make it easy on yourself and don't continue to cling to, um, your own wisdom. Uh, cause I think through that is, you know, I think we spend a lot of time don't cling to your stuff or your money and your, you know, all this stuff. And that's, that's definitely true. But I think when you stop clinging to your own wisdom, you stop clinging to those things because those are the tools and the things that you've amassed to put forth your own lifestyle. And when it's like, all right, this is not my way anymore, mm. then yeah, you don't need the same things that you did before. Mm. So that one's a little bit impractical perhaps, but I would just say, go to the Lord and start laying down your rights, the right to do what you want and the right to do the things that you think is best. Yeah. Um, and especially if you, if you are coming into a church, take time to seek the Lord for yourself. Yeah, don't make other people do it for you because it you can't live off someone else's faith. You have to That's have your good. own faith. Um, but when I first came to church, I was heart set on fire, and mm, you see so yeah. many new Christians heart set on fire. But if you're living off other people's faith, that fight faith, sorry, that fire eventually goes out. Or diminishes, mm. Mm. and you sort of lose you lose that heart to seek God. Like you need to do it from the start. Yeah, def definitely. Like try and <clears throat> try and uh, be attracted to the ones who have the heat. Yeah, you know, be attracted to the ones that your fire is uh, burns hotter when you're around. Mm. A fire, um, a fire will light another fire. Yeah, so. yeah, but don't mm. be reliant on that fire. Yeah, you, gotta, you know, like. <laughs> 
We in in YWAM, eh? I did YWAM twenty seventeen, mm. and um, amazing journey. But one thing that they do explain to us near the end is is you're in a glass house, you know, like you're you're around this environment of joyish, um, totally on fire, hearts abandoned, ready to go wherever God's asking them to go. Just an environment like that. And it's like a glass house, like you're growing so fast and, and you, your mind and your heart and everything is so tuned and and 100% set on God's voice and things like that and you've got no distractions. Um, and then when you finish YWAM, they, they prepare you. They're like, look, when you finish here, you might have, it might feel like you're, you're a plant in a glass house and then just being thrown outside and rerouted in the winter and it's cold and it's not as warm and, and you, you don't feel that same way anymore. And, um, yeah, the way that I see it is try and find another glass house that's similar, like a good church and good group of friends that believe in the same core values of God and, and who Jesus is. Um, but also make sure that that is not totally dependent on your faith. Yeah. Like be strong enough. Seek seek the Lord with all your heart. Do your diligence with the Bible, you know, like actually read it and learn from it. And you won't be reliant on the heat of others, the flame of others, but you will, you want to add to that flame, you know. You want to um, go into an environment where you got these um, on-fire Christians and they burn hotter when you enter yep. with them, not you're cold and you get warm. <laughs> yeah. Um, myself, personally, when I first came to church, I was pretty keen to get involved real quick. Like, start serving. I wanted to be on the worship team because I like drumming. Nowadays, I don't like drumming, so that's been taken away from me. Like, I don't mind drumming. Like, Joel Hillary loves drumming. I love drumming. We're actually all yeah, drummers here. we're all dr- <laughs> You're an, you're an aspiring brand, drummer. Are you? No, he's brand good. New. He's yeah? good. Yeah. Have he's, you heard? He's me? humble. <laughs> well, I have. Well, heard you. teach me, Todd. Oh, no. Joel's, I'm nowhere near as good as him. Yeah, that's true. Joel's teaching me. We'll let, we'll let Hillary do that one. But yeah, I was pretty keen to jump on the worship team, um, and was hanging out after Wednesday night. During practice, I'd be hanging up in the sound booth, and then all of a sudden, I started mixing the sound and became a sound guy. And then I jumped on board with a few other things. He's still the sound guy in the podcast. I'm still the sound guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm running this thing right now, tuning people's voices as we yeah. go. But yeah, I took on too many responsibilities in the church because I was trying to lend a hand everywhere I could because that's what I thought mm. I should do is I was trying to work for my salvation mm. but i was never actually focusing on god man that's real yeah that's really good that's super good so don't burn yourself out straight away because yeah. and that doesn't mean getting too hot yeah <laughs> <laughs> no yeah i mean what did, i've heard someone say like it's a marathon not a sprint so like don't uh yeah mm. but why would you cap anyone's enthusiasm you yeah. know what i mean and especially yeah, their sure. love for jesus like go hard as you can yeah but also, yeah, if you have, like, a down week, I guess, then don't, like, 
condemn yourself. You should never condemn yourself. No. But reality is you can sprint forever. Yeah. In the kingdom. Mm. 100%. Um, that also, kind of like what you said, like um, join the hub and don't be just reliant on the pastor as well. Because it's like, man, if you're joining the church and then all you got to do is like do what everyone says and needs, you know, like I'll be the sound guy, the drummer, the you know, then it is, then what you're doing is like trying to work out your salvation by pleasing others. Yeah. You know, or doing what you think is good to do. I don't know. God first and then everything else with him on your side, you can do anything. Yeah. Well, somebody asked, this is an interesting question. Maybe, maybe you guys would agree or disagree, but they said, do you, do you try to do like, do you trust God to speak and to tell you what to do? Or are you constantly trying to do more than what he says? Like, if God tells you to do something, go ahead and do it. You should be yeah. obedient. But if God's not saying anything, are you still going hard and going to try to find things to do when God hasn't told you to, to do it? Yeah. And and the question was not posed as if that was a bad thing, but it was like, why are you trying to do all these things that God didn't tell you to do? I've definitely had that situation myself. Um, trying to step out of my own comfort zone by going up and praying for people. Like, this was later on. Um, mm. By praying for the young adults, but getting up there and not knowing what to say, just mm. trying to wing it. Yeah. Because God hadn't even given me a word for them. I was just going up there for the sake of stepping out of my own comfort zone. And then later on, God was like, yeah, I appreciate you doing that, but I did, you weren't quite ready for that. Now you are. And I'd go up there and I'd start praying for people and like God would give me words, like a word for the person or um, like it would be so much easier to pray for people with him on my side because I was just trying to make up things and take things from scripture and turn it into a prayer like he hadn't actually told me to go and do that at that early eight, early stages of my um, walk with him, hmm. but when he later on praying for people was easy and it was like you actually felt the Holy Spirit moving and hmm. found him moving in the situation. Not not that when you pray without God, he's not going to be moving, but yeah, hmm. it just isn't um, prophecy. Joel, you might know this. Um, isn't prophecy in the Bible and uh, the New Testament also? sort of explained as edifying yeah, yeah um, and encouraging so it's not always telling the future yeah you know like if you go up and and <clears throat> you do not need a special mm-hmm. vision to go encourage or edify somebody no in prayer and um that's one thing that does you know it takes a step to do and and one i think if you are going up to another Christian, I don't think you need God, God's voice, to say, go tell this person that I love them, sort of thing. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think you need the command of God to do that. I think that is part of being a Christian amongst Christians, is that we constantly edify each other. That's the whole heat thing, again, you know, like, making somebody burn brighter for Christ. And that is by praying for them and encouraging them um, and not needing a magic uh, futuristic prophecy, but it's just a word of encouragement. goes a long way. 
And um, but I think you probably should wait on the Lord when it comes to the right time <clears throat> to pray for somebody who doesn't know Jesus. Yeah. Um, in one of the last podcasts, um, that's just been released. Uh, I, I talk in Joshua's podcast about um one time. It was only actually a few weeks ago. Um, one of my friends said, "Hey, you should go uh, evangelize to this person," and it took me took me by so much surprise, and I was really off. Like I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't ready for it, you know. And um, I had this really bad feeling about going. I just looked at the person for like, honestly, like forty five minutes before I got the courage to go and evangelize to them. And I had a bad feeling about it the whole time. And when I look back now, it was the Holy Spirit going, this person is not ready to receive and will not receive with a nice, like, with an open open heart at all. So maybe just be their friend. Like, that's what the Holy Spirit was trying to tell me to do. And I fully ignored him and just was like, I almost didn't want to disobey my friend. From going, you should go evangelize. Like if I didn't do that, then I was sinning, and mm. um, I ended up going and evangelizing, and it went terrible. Like I'm very analytical the way that I evangelize, and um, I like to explain things apologetically. And she needed a like a warm, God loves you sort of person, oh, yeah. not me. Mm. And it was a train wreck, and, and I learned a lot from that, and I really pray and hope that um, somebody's able to salvage that. Um, and, yeah, it was an experience to know that, you know, waiting on the Lord and, and listening, sometimes the Lord is saying, don't do something, that you would think that the Lord would always say, do do something, you know? Yeah. And, and it wasn't out of fear or anything that I didn't want to go. Like, I've evangelized to lots of people, but, yeah. How do you say no to that, though? You should go evangelize to this person. No. Well, I, I, I don't waited. Do that. I actually waited on the Lord. Eh? I was like, "Yeah, oh, how do I do this, Lord?" And it was like, "Don't." And I'm like, "Oh, that can't be God." Yeah. <laughs> and man, it was a train wreck you when f- I went into it. You feel social pressured um, to probably go and do it. I did. Yeah. No, because you imagine. Okay, God's like no, but then the person that asked you and you're like. No, I won't do that. Well, the person, I mean, that would understand if you said no because God's mm. said I probably shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. But if you're just like, nah. honestly, the person that asked me to do it is the most incredible evangelizer mm. I've probably ever met, and she went up and evangelized, kind of after I had stuffed up, and um, I think salvaged a lot. But yep. I think it would have gone a lot further if I hadn't stepped in at all. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Because, yeah, again, like being in a church, people need, they well, they, they can't need things explained to them differently. Also not saying I'm never going to evangelize because of that. That was a yeah. once-off sort of God's never told me not to, and that's the first time that that's happened. But, yeah. Sometimes you need to wait on the Lord. I'm not encouraging people to not evangelize. <laughs> mm. Just on the record. Obey God, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, obey God, and even, yeah, sometimes he does tell you to do things you you think is 
more y- your fear than anything else. But it, yeah, because I remember going out and playing pool with you once, mm. and um, the person we went out and played pool with is an atheist, and he f- he fought his battle. <laughs> oh yeah! Shout out, um, Reese. Reese. <laughs> yeah, he didn't back down and always had an answer back. Mm. But eventually he did actually stop and listen. It was a great conversation. Yeah. yeah, like it was interesting, but he did actually stop and listen and actually hear what Joel had to say, mm. which was awesome because during school he was quite hard to talk to about all these things and would still tear you down. And that... race was? Yeah. Yeah. And that was definitely from seeking wisdom from pastors and people in, it, in our church, actually. For sure. Being, making sure that you're discipled and, well, I think um, really listening to what God wants to say, like not coming up with an answer for the sake of there was a question. You know, if you don't know, it's okay to say you don't know. Yeah. I said that a lot that night with Reese, but hmm. that was only with like the really impossible questions like how do you know what wasn't before the Big Bang? There is no way anybody <laughs> can answer that at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like did he have an answer for that? <laughs> no, exactly. You know, there were answers that were like, well, nobody's ever going to know that unless we get a time machine, and that still won't work because at the moment of the Big Bang, that's when time, space, and matter came into existence. So you still can't get back before that. So, <laughs> And that's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, definitely the way you Is approach people. Phone going off? Yeah. Sorry, guys. So rude. Uh, you were the host of this thing. All right. Yeah, my bad. No, I'm just <laughs> uh, well, okay, to wrap that up, I did find a cool verse about this because this question was really eating at me for a while because it was like, well, why do you try to go and do things that God didn't tell you to do? Um, because on one hand, it, it does come from a heart of obedience. Mm. I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to evangelize. I'm supposed to pray for people. Uh, and so... But I think the question wasn't that you shouldn't do it if God doesn't tell you. Because sometimes, just be bold. Just get out there and do it. Uh, but other times, you should wait. And uh, so, First Corinthians 4, um, he says, uh, For me, it's a small thing that I should be judged by you or any human court. In fact, I don't even judge myself. And so Paul sets it up in verse 3, like, I don't care about my reputation because I'm here just to please God. He says, I'm not even aware of anything against myself. Doesn't mean, you know, I'm not thereby acquitted. So it doesn't mean I'm innocent, but I keep a clean slate. Mm. He says, it's the Lord who judges me, not me, not you. So therefore, do not pronounce judgment before the time, before the Lord comes. And in verse 6, he says, I've applied all these things. So he's talking about judgment from other people, from, you know, courts and, and things. And he says, it's not from any anyone but the Lord. And he said, I've applied all these things to my life and we have applied them for your benefit that you may learn by us not to go beyond what is written, that none of you may be puffed up in favor of mm. one against another. Mm-hmm. And it's like who, you know, probably thinking about in his time, it's like who could obey the fullness of the law and do all these great things. But even in that moment where someone's like, hey, you should go evangelize to that person. 
having the humility to say, maybe this person will judge me for saying no. Mm. Maybe I'll feel questioning myself if I say no. But I actually feel like the Lord is saying no. Mm. But you know what? I lay that all down. And the Lord's going to judge me for this rightly, wrongly, however. But my intention is to obey him. Mm. It's not about, uh, yeah, my reputation. So you just do what the Lord says. Mm. I thought that was cool. That's awesome. That's really, really good. What was that awesome. scripture again? I want to actually write that down. That's First Corinthians 4, 1 through 6. Yeah. Um, just for, as this podcast is based for new Christians, um, if you are a new Christian, you, you know, you're, you're totally fired up, um, and you do want to go evangelize, uh, I highly recommend and advise to bring along a second Christian with you. Um, and I think it's important to always go with a partner, you know, like an accountability partner, somebody that is able to think while you're talking and, and pray for you while you're evangelizing at yep. the same time. And, um, and it does give you that little bit of extra confidence. Um, yeah. Is that um, when I did YWAM Joel, that's how we went out and evangelized this two by two. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a, it's a common practice for us. I think it's really good. I mean, for me, uh, it's encouraging. And like you said, I mean, how real is that? Someone's praying while mm. you evangelize. Someone's thinking about it, you know, and, and like Todd was saying, somebody has a different perspective than you do. Oh, I've never seen that verse like that. And, you know, Todd pulls out a verse, you know, that I was not even thinking about. Mm. Or Todd uh, is more bold than me and says, hey, can we pray for you? When I was kind of like, oh, this person doesn't seem interested. I should bail, you know. Either way, but it's it's yeah. super beneficial. You play off each other, you help each other. I actually think um, Paul, he had Luke following him around, right? Uh, Paul Bible. was out with a couple of dudes. Yeah. Barnabas, but, Silas, yeah. Mark. So, like, having people with them. Yeah. You know, like, they didn't... You know, if you think about it, you know, you got this weight of um, the salvation gospel. <laughs> Wouldn't God just send you out, like single singly to spread the most amount of uh landmass you know instead of two by two or something like that yeah you know but there's a reason that people are sent out in pairs and in groups does that bring us back to that bible verse we spoke about before we started the podcast yeah yeah that is quite cool actually i never thought of it like that yeah um what todd and i were talking about before the podcast was um when when the bible says you know whether two or three are gathered, uh, he's present, like Jesus is there, uh, when you're praying, and Todd even exaggerated, uh, like expanded on that and said, so does that mean that when you're married, Jesus is constantly with you, mm. you know, because you're always two, and I thought that was really cool, never ever thought of it like that, and I think it, I think you hit the nail on the head, Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Pretty much on the same line of that, when I was first at church probably a few months and I had this dream of all the young adults walking up this hill carrying a cross um, and everyone was encouraging each other and helping each other with pulling their cross up to, up this hill. I had no idea where this hill was, but yeah, so there was just all these young adults. So when you surround yourself with people, you're going to, well, it says Jesus will carry your burdens. He will make your load light. But when people are dealing with things, you can encourage them. 
mm. and help them along the way as well and lead them yeah. to that cross. 100%. Yeah. So um, what does a new Christian need to know? I think I said one. Should I Hang on, did you only... come up with a couple others? Yeah. Did you only come up with one? Yeah. Go on. Well, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> I, I'm just trying to... Th- I'm still trying to think. I just was like, oh, wait a second. I think I only got one. Oh, um, okay, yeah. So I guess my first one was just surrender. Just lay down your rights. Lay down your reputation. Whatever, you know, whatever it is that you're... Yeah, it's all about Jesus now. It's not about you anymore. Never was, but now You'll you know. You'll purchase with a price. <laughs> yes. So, uh, number two, I mean, yeah, what we're going into about community and having people, I think is, is pretty cool. I mean, I would, I guess number two for me would be getting your word. Yeah. Start reading the Bible, get to know Jesus. Mm. Um, but I don't think that that can happen. You know, we've talked about, uh, already like, yeah, this person reads a verse differently than I do. You know, how much more are you going to get to know God and his character when you have other people speaking into that Mm. and actually other views, you know, because I think, uh, yeah, sometimes you just don't understand what you're reading. Mm. And that's that was still is me for a, a lot of the Bible and was me for a long time. You're just reading things and you're like, oh, this is weird. What is this? Like, what are all these names? Or like, what are these places? Or like, what is this referring to? And so having someone who's more experienced than you is very helpful. And even yes. before you read your Bible, pray and ask the Holy Spirit. Yeah, oh, to that one's big. Interpret. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Because reading words on a paper especially the bible sometimes just doesn't make sense yeah until god's present yep. and reading it with you and the prayer for those that are new christians um that i always use is lord open my eyes and my heart to see what you want to see what, what you want me to see and show me what you want to show me yeah amen that's good that's it real short yeah, that's all you need. <laughs> Write that down. Chuck it at the front of your Bible so you open the first page. Yeah, read <laughs> Put it that on your bookmark. Yeah, know. and it's. Uh, it, I've actually like definitely seen the difference. There's days when I just pray and I am like reading. Anybody else can relate to reading a chapter and then you're like, I have no idea what I just read. Yep. Yeah. You know, your eyes are just going across. You're not even paying attention. Yeah, it's just words on a paper sometimes. Yeah, and then, yeah, as soon as I pray, it's like, boom, focus, super focus. And my heart actually gets revelation of understanding a lot, you know. And, and sometimes, like, you might not get it in the moment when you're reading, but it's throughout that day. I believe that once you pray, but even if you don't pray, but your heart's, like, meditating on it yeah, uh, unconsciously. Or subconsciously. Um, what is the difference between unconscious and subconscious? Unconscious, you're not actually. There is no consciousness. Yeah, I think. And subconscious, subconscious. is in the, the background back mind, background Means working. Your consciousness. Oh, okay. That makes sense. But yeah, that's. I think that's where I was finishing. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> that's good. Your eyes. Well, like, it's funny. They'll continue the pattern of like. Left to right, left to right, left to right. And you get like down a whole paragraph and you're like, I didn't read the whole paragraph. And you go up to the top and you're like, yeah, what is this? Oh, I never read it. But my eyes were doing the same thing. Like, Especially if you got to the point where like Jesus had died and then you like skip a chapter and it's like, hang on, didn't this guy just die? <laughs> and then Jesus said, what? and you're like, what? <laughs> Can't, hold on, let me back up a little bit. <laughs> oh, dang, spoilers. Hey, don't spoil it. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Does that ever happen to anyone when they're driving? 
What, they're just, spoilers? They're just driving <laughs> and, like, you're not actually reading their Bible. Aware. No, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Reading your Bible. Don't read your Bible while driving, Todd. No, don't do that. It's worse than texting. Um, no, you're just driving along and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm driving. <laughs> Did you fall asleep? It, yeah, no, I what? didn't fall asleep. So. <laughs> I mean, real off topic. I used to drive to Cromwell like every day for yeah. work, and I would remember the start of the drive, and then I would just come to at the end of the drive and be like, "Well, you're that I don't zoned remember. out." Yeah, I was just zoned out. Yeah, like, true. Fixed on the road. Yeah, one sixty k's an hour. Just you're an excellent zoned out driver because Cromwell that road's super curvy and yeah. mountainous. Yeah. So where I come from, the roads are long and straight. Yeah, so zoning was, out is like, yeah, that's a no-no, Todd. To zone out, on that that's road. funny. Well, like clearly, I'm aware because I'm still alive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, sort of, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah mm. that's real. Yeah. So yeah, read your Bible. Do it with a friend. Do it with the Holy Spirit. Yep. Mm. Um, and the third one, uh, I would say, as a new believer, just get after it and get out there and just start doing it. Mm-hmm. Just go do what the Bible says and start to start obeying because mm. I think that's really when, uh, man, for me, I think, um, you know, as a new believer, it was like, I started to take Jesus seriously. Mm. I was raised in church. So I kind of always believed in, I mean, even as a little kid, I, I did love, love Jesus. You know, I prayed, but come my teen years, it was like, all right, I actually have to make decisions regarding this Christianity thing. And so, that's when I just started to walk out what I believed. And it was like, all right, I'm making this my own and I'm going to start doing what the Bible says and telling people and worshiping in my own time and reading the Bible, you know, and I don't know. Cause I think that's such a key, like, man, I do know a lot of Christians that are struggling in their faith because they've been a Christian for 10 years and they just don't know what's next. And they feel like this whole thing is just kind of, mm head knowledge and it's just not going anywhere and that's i think largely because they're not doing anything about it Mm. they're not walking out their faith at all they've just been sitting in the pews and sitting at their you know they go to work they go to church they go home and that's their whole life yeah when the reality is man when you meet jesus it's going to be a ride you Mm. know and it's going to be he's going to turn it upside down and it should be an adventure because if you're doing what the book says what the lord says and the holy spirit prompts you don't really get a day off, you know, yeah. you're just going with him and it's the best. Yeah. Yeah. Even our pastor spoke about that similar topic on Sunday. It was incredible. Um, mm. Soundcloud.com forward slash CICQT um, is where you'll find the recording of that. And he's, afterwards he was like, if you're getting frustrated with reading your Bible day after day, and not hearing or seeing what God's doing. I come up for prayer, but like that's happened to me sometimes. Yeah. And you're like, you do get frustrated because you're like, I've seen all these things happen, but like, why is nothing happening around me? Like, mm. But you look at yourself, and I'm like, am I actually listening to God? Am I actually obeying yeah. what God's saying? And what, and what I'm reading, am I actually living it sometimes? Mm. Yep. Oh, I've got one. Um okay. When you pray as well, like it's really important to ask the Lord for things, but um, I think it's just as important to ask the Lord um, what you can do for Him. 
because um, a lot of people, you know, throw, uh, I don't know how to say this right, um, a lot of people try to order God around more than asking God what they can do for him. And I think it's important to remain um, willing to do the Lord's work and by acknowledging that in prayer with God, Lord, what can I do for you today? And that goes a long way, you know. Um, God really honors that, and um, and He highlights things throughout throughout your week when you ask Him to. Um, and I think, yeah, because I, I love to pray and thank the Lord for what He's done, and pray and ask the Lord to do things, but also pray and say, Lord, what can I do for you yeah. today? Um, and that means as soon as you've asked that. Um, your ears and your whole body goes into a position of ready to receive, you know, because you are listening for direction. If you do not ask, what can I do for you? Your heart, your mind and all that is not actually ready to receive. You can even try that with your own parents, you know. Like, man, when those dishes are happening, (laughs) a lot of the time I'm like, I'm just not going to say anything. I don't say anything and and it just... They might ask me to do it, but I can kind of pretend I didn't hear it. But if I say, honey, would you like me to do dishes? Um, Or, you know, if you're at home, mum or dad, would you like me to do dishes? You're actually put yourself in a position ready to receive the answer. Yeah. You know, where if you don't ever ask that, you're never in a position ready to receive what they're going to say. That was a really silly analogy. But it makes sense. Now I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Joel. <laughs> yeah, Thompson. Yeah, you can't just keep. You just can't keep taking in life. Like you've actually got to. Yeah. Give back because it's just like if you're trying to, if you're struggling, if you're complaining about not hearing God's voice, you get not asking to hear God's voice. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. um, Lord, I can never hear you, but I never actually ask. To have a conversation with you, mm. uh, it's always a one-way shout. What I want to do in my life, yep. not yep. A, a conversational conversation. Yep, they're the best kinds of conversations. Well, if you look at it <laughs> as the church is the body of Christ, yep. can you imagine the whole league not listening to God and dragging along? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Um, true. I wrote down something else, uh, and we'll probably wrap on wrap this one up in a little bit. But I, it was it was a good thought for new Christians is to not be just a Sunday Christian. Mm. Uh, don't just turn up, take your Sunday mask out of the back of your trunk, put it on, and walk into church. Like live it. Mm. I mean, we've covered that definitely. Sunday mask. Yeah. It's a very topical. I wrote something Analogy about that. Like, for the world right now. I had a whole like mini sermon on that. Most people have to wear masks to go to church. Yeah, right well, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you literally pull out your Sunday mask. You do. If you're not one. in New Zealand, your floral one. Yeah, we're so thankful no, but, for that. Eh? Oh my yeah, gosh! Oh my goodness! Even like this last few weeks, still thankful that we can still go to church. Even like oh, level yeah. two, hundred mm. people, like fine. But you imagine. Being a part of a church, like, I don't know, 15 years ago, before live streams and stuff were happening, mm. 
before you could, anything was accessible with the with a phone. Mm. Like yeah. we've got no really got no excuse these days to not be in the word. Yeah. And not have access to a Bible. Mm. So That's true. Well, unless we have to go overseas and well, do missionary work. So some people is, aren't actually Yeah. We're working on it. Yeah. Not for long. One day, the Bible and the gospel will reach all corners of the earth. Yep. And that's also another topic. Why is it corners of the earth? (laughs) Oh, well. I thought you meant Bible distribution. I don't want to talk about flat earth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and if you are new to Christianity or haven't received the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior, um, then just... Open your heart and pray a simple prayer. Lord, I confess that you are Lord and Savior, mm. and um, we, you know, I wanna, I wanna know you. Can you reveal yourself? And um, and He will. Yeah. So like, yeah, just give Him that prayer. If you're honest with your heart, man, He will rock your world. Yeah. <laughs> and like, don't be afraid to message us here if you're listening to this and you're like, oh. I've got some more questions. Feel free to send some questions through. We'd love to answer them. Absolutely. Um, that's what best. we're here for is to help, help you out to the best of our ability. Yeah, to the best we can, yeah. Yeah. Do we manage to fix this, guys? This outro? Well, we can... Have we got it looping? I don't know. We can find out. I think we do. It's, it's happy birthday, Tim, by the way. Tim Hope. This is your birthday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we just want to thank you for joining us here on the Jesus Magnet. Uh, it's been a real, really good conversation. Mm. Uh, we've covered topics briefly, uh, but it would be good to get into some more in-depth conversations eventually about all these things. Mm. Uh, so if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and you'll see when we post every time. Um, but until the next podcast, we'll see you later. See you later, guys. Peace out. So, so. So,